Welcome to the Behind the Aisle podcast, where we're just two wedding professionals sharing a no-bullshit approach to what goes on behind the industry. My name is Sarah, and I'm a wedding photographer. And I'm Katie, and I am a wedding planner. And we are essentially bringing all of our experiences that we have dealt with within our local wedding and event industry, and we are now just talking about it and sharing our experiences, other people's experiences, uh, and essentially how to navigate exactly what our industry is currently doing and potentially flipping it on its head. So I don't know. And this is a disclaimer. We are a, we're trying to not be a shit talking podcast. This is <laughs> not oh, the goal. Not the goal. <laughs> we're trying really hard not to be a shit talking podcast. That is not our goal with this at all. Um, we will not be naming names. We will try to keep everything as anonymous as possible um, just for the sheer fact that we don't want to upset anyone. Uh, but I do think that it's important that we share the things that we have gone through and kind of how we have overcome the poor and like, I guess, not talked about side yes. of the wedding industry. Um, and Especially from like behind the aisle, literally like that perspective. Yeah. And that how... We have seen on social media um, or just not even in social media, just with like basic general like conversations like back and forth with other vendors of things that they have experienced and that they are asking like, is this normal? Is this going to be the new normal in regards to different attitudes, different approaches, different philosophies um, in regards to the wedding and event industry? So I feel like really, and especially for our very first episode is us. We really just want to lay the groundwork and essentially talk about exactly why the wedding and event industry even started and why it even started happening. I mean, now we are talking about like a multi-billion dollar industry mm -hmm. where originally, I mean, I'm sure, you know, we're, we're both older millennials. Mm -hmm. And so we talked to our parents and even our grandparents, none of which what we do now, the fact that we even have like full-time jobs doing what we're doing, that it's was not insane. a thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's wild. Yes. This is not, this wasn't a thing then. Um, are we suggesting that we go back to the days of, I know crunchy lifestyle uh, <laughs> is totally in now. Um, and that works for some, absolutely. But are we suggesting that we go back to like the olden days and which we all have like potluck dinners in our backyards and stuff. I mean, that'd be great, but no. I mean, it's sure. If you love a potluck wedding, um, by God, yes. Um, ask us how to plan it <laughs> and, and what we we should and should not do with that. That's fine um, if you're planning on doing that. But anyway, so essentially to, to circle back around to it, we really want to talk about, especially for this very first one, the reason why we have even decided to start this. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of like bringing you guys um, who are listening into like Sarah and I's conversations that we've already been having mm -hmm. for how many months? I feel like. Oh, it's probably a year at this point. Oh yeah, over a year. Yeah. Like whenever I feel like you and I, we've like gotten together like at a coffee shop or like co-working. Yeah. General phone call conversations mm -hmm. of like, post-wedding <laughs> look at what I just experienced listen yeah. to like what I just experienced and we're kind of like what the shit like what, what is, is happening <laughs> um which also disclaimer too um if you're in the car and you're listening to us and you have littles oh yeah so sorry <laughs> <laughs> 
This is not a PG podcast. Yeah. We are we both have sailor mouths and Absolutely. it's unavoidable. Yeah. And uh I apologize in advance, but this will probably be a what do they have? R rated? Is it R rated on we- Spotify? Is it R? I have no idea. Explicit. It's explicit. Oh, yes. We it, have it a will, nice little E next yeah, to our we'll name. We'll have an E next to the <laughs> name because there's no way around it. No. <laughs> yes. So if little Joey um, or little Betty is like in the car seat with you. Um, yeah. Earmuffs. I don't know. Earmuffs or. Um, Earpods. Earpods. <laughs> Earpods. Earpods. You know, guys, you know. Yeah. So we don't want to be blamed for um, little Miss Betty going to daycare and telling Mrs. Lindsay to F off or something. So. <laughs> That Sorry. is not our fault. No, absolutely <laughs> not. But anyway, um, yeah, we really wanted, especially like our very first episode, is to talk about we all have one job. Yeah. Um, as wedding professionals, as wedding vendors. And we honestly do feel like that has gotten lost yeah. in the midst of new trends coming along. Or, social media. Yeah, social media definitely... Um, I feel like social media is getting the finger pointed at quite often with a plethora of like different things. Um, and there but I will say about it. We will not, we wouldn't be here without social media. No, I don't think, I mean, not. based on how we started and we're not trying to point the finger at the social media, Mm-mm. but it is a big issue. Oh yeah. Especially in this industry, but obviously we would not be here without social media. Right. Um, but there are things I feel like that could change to benefit us a little bit better. Oh, a thousand percent. Um, yeah, yeah, because we understand that. And I feel that is the, the perspective and everyone's understanding is that it is our resume, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're not <laughs> sending over a digital PDF yeah. to our potential <laughs> couples and saying, here's my resume. Here are all the weddings that I shot. Yeah. No, they're looking at our Instagram. They're looking at potentially TikTok or Pinterest, um, Pinterest for sure. Um, Facebook if for all of us who are yeah. still on Facebook too. Um, yeah, they're looking at all of those things. Word of mouth, obviously. Yeah, we've talked about that. That's still a very a great way to continue to um, gain clientele. But at the same time, though, we do understand that social media, um, that's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. There's always going to be a new platform. Um, remember, Vine was one of those things. And all of a sudden, we had to say goodbye to that overnight. And yeah. then TikTok came on. There's always going to be something new. So yeah. we truly understand that. But we are also, um, we I feel like we found that in the same conversations that like, we have had together we've there's pros and cons obviously to social media right um but we're also been shooting ourselves in the foot a little bit in the sense of um some of the conversations that you and i have had or with other people um you know we're frustrated with certain aspects but at the same time though we are the only people and i'm not saying like we as in like sarah and i i'm talking about like we as the industry in and of itself um we've kind of set up these standards oh yeah for ourselves and now we're like frustrated with them yeah um, now we should also disclaim too. are we talking on behalf of the entire wedding industry? No, absolutely not. There are going to be, and I'm sure there are people that are listening now and that are, maybe will continue to listen to us that will maybe listen to like one or two episodes and be like, this is not it. Yeah. Like I'm not on board with what they're saying. Yeah. And that's totally fine. 1000%. That's what I love about like our countries that we all can share our different thoughts and opinions. Um, and have those thoughts and opinions yeah. to, it, to an extent. I think it's also good to preference that uh, we are in the Northern Virginia, D.C. market. Yeah. So our market is going to be wildly different than somebody in the Midwest or somewhere that wedding industry is not super prevalent. Oh, yeah. Um, the Northern Virginia, D.C. market is wildly oversaturated and the price point is a little bit higher 
than I would say majority, maybe. Yes. Of the price points around the country. So I, mean, I think I did see it at one point that like DC was like the top three yeah. most expensive. So we might throw out numbers that will make you cringe at some point. <laughs> um, just know that they are the averages more or less for what we are seeing in this market. So if for some reason we throw out a number and you're like, holy shit, that is not in my area whatsoever. Just kind of average okay. it out to so, like what's happening in your area. Cause we totally understand that it is not the same everywhere. Yeah. And I feel like too, like, you know, are we going to be talking about numbers like a whole lot? Not necessarily. Is this like no. an educational podcast? Where we're like, this is how much you should charge. Oh, Absolutely God, no. not. No. <laughs> Um, I don't think we'll ever touch on that, honestly. No, because everybody's lifestyle is different. No, yeah. we are talking more or less about like the principles, the behaviors, mm -hmm. um, the different expectations or um, the unrealistic expectations. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really big one uh, that we'll hit on a whole lot uh, in regards to ex exactly, again, pointing it back to social media, just what is being communicated. Even if it's not in social media, it's in like those private conversations um, between like vendor and their couple or maybe vendor to vendor. Everyone does certain things different ways. Um, you know, I'm sure you, I mean, you've worked with multitudes of different planners. They yeah. all have different types of like workflows, things like that too. I know we've worked together like plenty of times. Mm -hmm. Obviously I've worked with like several different other like photographers and everyone has a different workflow and whatever works for them is great. I think it's the, um, the narrative and the core of like, where is it coming from? And I feel like sometimes, uh, different perspectives are really, um, it's almost like they're like out shout well, not out shouting. What's the word I'm looking for? They're just louder. Like, vo yeah. like other voices are a lot yeah. louder. And so those maybe even starting in the industry or maybe they've just been around for so long and they're like, wow, I keep hearing the same thing over and over yeah. again. Maybe this is the way it's supposed to be. We're literally, I feel like we're here to say like, no, it doesn't have to be that right. way. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, we want to be moral and ethical mm -hmm. and we want to be able to provide a really great experience for our couples. Mm -hmm. And again, it's all back to we only have one job. We literally have one job. Yes. And that is to provide a really, really great experience for our couples that we are supposed to be collaborative with the vendor team in and of itself. Yeah. Do you have to like this person? Do you have to be their best friend and like take them out for coffee and have like dinner times with them, you know, with a caterer that you worked with on a wedding last weekend? No, that's totally fine. You're not going to like everybody. I'm sure that's just how really like that it's been um, this entire, entire time too. So um, we might have a couple of special guests as well. Um, <laughs> this little ball is so cute. Yeah, we have plenty of these. In, yeah. in so the for those that can't see, um, also, just to let you guys know, we are recording this for YouTube as well. So there is a yeah. video portion of this. Uh, I can't promise that it's going to be riveting video because um, it is only one perspective. Uh, but if you guys would prefer, if you're like video people and would prefer to watch this, it is on YouTube as well. Yeah. Um, but there are two kitties that live with Katie um, <laughs> that Katie provides for because clearly they run the house. They do, um, yes. But you may or may not hear them or see them at some point because we can't really control them. So, yes. Hopefully um, they, they will behave themselves. So I think we what see. we should do to start this, though, is just kind of give a background of who we are and yeah. what we do um, so you guys can get an idea of, you know, 
what to expect from us. But um, so my name is Sarah and I have a wedding photography business that is that actually just turned seven years old this month, which I did not realize. Thank you. Um, Wait a minute. We started the same year then. 2016. When's your birthday? July 5th of 2016. Mine's June 7th. Oh my gosh! I know, like <gasps> we started Saints a month apart. Oh, wow. that's cute. That is oh. cute. Mushy gushy stuff already. Oh, I love it. I hate it. So I started in 2016. I've been doing this for seven years. Um, weddings are my bread and butter, but I do photograph numerous different types of things, um, from boudoir to uh, headshots some newborn family, et cetera. But, um, branding stuff. She's done branding. lots of stuff for the Tilly and Till team. We yes. love her. Um, there's yes, Miss so Tilly herself. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, um, again, I'm in the DC, Northern Virginia market. Uh, um, you can catch her also on Saturdays. Where do you go? Most of the time, Saturday mornings, Saturday mornings I'm working. Oh, I thrift and I yard sale and antique and I collect, I'm a collector. Um, I collect <laughs> weird ass shit. We love um, that for her so um, much. I collect very, very weird stuff. Um, like, what was your latest purchase? My latest purchase of Oddity. Ooh, I haven't actually bought anything recently, have I? I collect dolls, um, but not like, well, I guess kind of creepy dolls, <laughs> but um, I really love like glass, like vintage um, porcelain, porcelain dolls. Hmm. So, um, I recently bought one of those. What did I buy? I was just about to say your latest antique, um, is the mirror. Yeah. That was Uh, beautiful. If anyone is a part of, I think it's called that mirror again on Facebook. It's a group. There's an entire group dedicated to this mirror. Stop. No. Wait to this mirror. This mirror. Anyway. Nice. I antique, I thrift. Um, I love people's dead people's old shit that they don't want anymore (laughs) from estate sales and stuff uh yeah so that's me um basically my clientele is the what mid to late 20s early 30s um people that just really want to have a good time and but i don't really have an ideal client i don't think katie really has an ideal client our ideal clients are ones that want us and want us or to decent human beings <laughs> yeah decent human beings that want us there yeah um but my average is around the 20 to 30 tw- early, mid-20s to early 30s um people that just really really want to have a good time and care about the party over the stuff and yeah so that's i don't what else do i say i think that's pretty yeah i, I mean I you mean, hit the nail on the head pretty much cool your yeah. turn. Um, so I'm Katie, um, and I am a wedding planner in the uh, Northern Virginia, uh, technically, quote unquote, DC market. However, I will tell you that I do not advertise myself as like a DC planner. Me either. Um, and we'll work a couple of like DC weddings, but quite honestly, if someone were to come to us and say, like, hey, I want this big, gargantuous, like, beautiful, like, DC wedding that I see like all over the place. I'm like, Hey, I've got a couple other planners that I know definitely can like serve you a little bit better. Um, definitely have that kind of approach to it or whatever, just because, um, the whole like Tilly and Teal, which is my company. Sorry. My company's name is Tilly and Teal, uh, weddings and events. I named my business after my cat and my favorite color. (laughs) Um, and so our tagline is that we specialize in the simple suite and intentionally detail, uh, couples of Northern Virginia and beyond. Um, 
I feel like those words, now that I'm thinking about it, and I've had that tagline, I think, since I even started, um, I do love me a good alliteration. So that's probably why I've kept it for so long. But at the same time, uh, the words I know that I use are very broad, but it really is like we we have five core values, nothing in like particular order, but like simplicity, intentionality, humility, transparency, and honesty. That was five, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so. Okay. I don't think I missed anybody. But anyway, we... Um, I really do. When I say we, um, I've got a wonderful team with me, um, but we really specialize in simplistic weddings. Um, we don't really do over the top weddings a whole lot, uh, to be quite honest with you. Um, intentional stuff. Um, I'm a very frugal person, um, in general, like outside of like, well, actually even within my professional life. Um, but just me as a person frugal. And I feel like sometimes frugal has this weird stigma of like, Oh, that means you're cheap. No, no, babe. Mm-hmm. I'm not cheap. I'm just really intentional with where I spend my money. Mm-hmm. That's what fru- frugal, I feel like, means to me. Um, but I essentially talked to my couples then about how to be frugal within their within their wedding planner, planning in general. Um, literally, when I am on a consultation call, I will literally tell them, like, this is not your biggest financial milestone that you will encounter in your life. Um, you it shouldn't know. be. Right. I hope <laughs> not. Unless you do have that money to spend. Yeah. Yes, of course. Um, feel free. But, but I also don't think like you should be like, can I have a wedding or can I put a down payment on a house? Like, yeah, I feel like that's a big like my dad even told me that he was like, I'll give you the money or uh, or I'll give you the money for a down payment on a house or you can have a wedding. Obviously, I chose a wedding because I'm a basic white girl (laughs) and I've been dreaming about my wedding for years. It's fine. But I don't really think that should be your mindset when you go into a wedding. Oh, a thousand percent. And so that's where like I try to disclaim already in the very beginning Mm -hmm. is that I'm going to be very transparent with them, um, you know, with my couples in the sense of when they come to me and they're like, hey, I want this idea. And I'm like, well, this whole idea, this Pinterest picture that you just gave me is your entire wedding budget that you gave me. Um, but for me, I feel like my whole perspective and my goal is to be like, okay, what from this photo do you love? Is it a certain flower? Do you love the aesthetic? Like, what is this? Um, I'm going to show you how to do this, um, without necessarily spending that much money. Does that mean that I'm going to encourage them to take shortcuts? Absolutely not. Because if they're taking shortcuts, that means it's more work for me on my end. (laughs) And that's not going to work out for anybody. I try to really instruct that, again, your wedding is not your biggest financial milestone. Um, Houses are expensive. If you're planning on starting a family, um, I've also heard that human offspring are very expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only like giving the birth part, but like, I don't know, the 18 plus years that it takes (laughs) to like raise such things. So um I don't have any human children of my own. Um, so this is obviously all hearsay from others who have experienced it. So that's just what I've been told, that humans are expensive to raise. But anyway, so I really try to um, explain to them that I am their planner that is going to help them have a beautiful wedding. But a beautiful wedding does not mean that you have to spend a shit ton of money. And it doesn't have to be like this really huge, large situation Mm -hmm. you like simple is still beautiful Mm -hmm. um and even furthermore if you're going simplistic let's make it really really intentional let's make sure that the monies that you are using whether you and your fiance are the you know main financial contributors or other people are main financial contributors into your wedding that um that their hard-earned coin that they're giving over to you or that is just being spent in general for the wedding um is intentional. It's, it, you know, 
I don't want you to come. My couples don't come to me and they're like, here, I want this Pinterest wedding that I found from some girl in like Northern California. I want this exact same thing. If I ever had a couple that came to me and said that, I'd be like, no, babe, I'm really sorry. Like all the best to you, but like, I'm not the planner for you. Yeah. It's just not, I can't do it. I literally cannot, cannot do it. So not to mention it's in California. So it's going to look wildly different, but it's fine. Oh, a thousand percent. Um, I want this Arizona desert wedding, but I think I want to get married like at the the Navy yard. I'm like, "Mm, okay. In a wide open field. (laughs) Um, yeah. Anyways. So, yeah. So I'm just very open and transparent. Um, and I feel like like Sarah, like that's how that's why we click so well oh, is yeah. that we're very very open transparent with one another um to that extent and we've we've just shared the same like perspective and i feel like also that's why we do work together a whole lot is because we kind of we have the same ideology and we have the same type of couple which is great <laughs> yeah um it makes it really easy but yeah so that's just kind of where um that's who tilly and tilly that's who i am um yeah 2016. Um, I, I actually was not supposed to go into the wedding industry. That was not the whole plan. I have a very expensive piece of paper and a frame in my office okay. upstairs. I was actually, you guys supposed to be a youth pastor. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> um, for the rest of my life. Um, yep. I am a Jesus lover, but uh, I do cuss like a sailor. So yeah, for all of my Christians that are out there that are probably going to be like, Hmm, save the judgment for your mama. It's fun. Um, I still love you though, all the way. The whole reason why that we wanted this podcast to come to life was because we just, Sarah and I actually just kept having the same conversation over, over and, and over <laughs> and over again. And we're like, but we also were having fuck? this same, literally, but we we're also having the same conversation with other people. Yeah. Like outside of Sarah and I's conversations, like, it's you not know, just us guys. literally. And so we're like, okay, wait so a minute. If her and I are having these conversations, if myself and like somebody else are having these conversations, that means that this conversation, this topic is being talked about a whole lot, just not openly. Yeah. Which is low key annoying. Mm-hmm. And now we have this podcast. Which is why we're here. Literally. This is why we're here. We want to bring light to those things that are scary to talk about. Yeah. Um, and do it kind of anonymously. I mean, not obviously us. We're not anonymous. You know who we are now. But uh, anonymously as in no names, nothing like that. But yeah, you guys, we really want to drive home. This is not a shit talking podcast. I don't know how many times we're going to say that, though. Like, it's not a shit talking podcast. It literally don't is come not. for us. No. Um, and that's, I think, what we're most nervous about is for people to receive it as a shit talking podcast. Yeah. So we're going to try and be very intentional with how we come across on things uh in a a very generic and broad way without being super 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 specific Mm -hmm. um but in the end i think our goal is to also have others on um whether we want to do this thing called what the fuck wednesdays yes where other people can i know we're already planning this and it's not even we're this is our first podcast um but we want other people to either write in or call in or whatever it is to share their experiences and then we can talk about it as well so this is a open space a safe space for other people to share and ask questions and bounce ideas back and forth and you know, maybe um, you have sh- like had an experience that eventually, you know, when multitudes of episodes um, get released after this and maybe we're not hitting on a topic that you're like, wait a minute, I've been experiencing like X, Y, and Z, then yeah, we want you to share that with us so that um, either one, we can kind of like peel back the layers like mm-hmm. an onion. Uh, yeah, peel back the layers about it or, you know, we can bounce ideas back and forth about potentially bringing a solution or again, just... 
essentially I feel like the whole goal of this is that we want you to feel seen and we want you to feel heard and we don't want you to feel like, wow, I'm like maybe encountering some obstacles Mm -hmm. or some really like some tribulations and like, is this supposed to be normal? Um, I feel like there are a lot of also some like basic pattern in conversations I've been having. A lot of people are like, I don't know how much longer I can do this Yeah, because there are just weird expectations or weird standards. Again, that I feel like our own selves, like general industry that we've set ourselves up for some really un, really unrealistic, um, like expectations. And yeah. now we're not able to follow through on it. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. those that are newer into the industry, they're like, whoa. Yeah. And I was going to say, it doesn't matter how long you've been in the industry. You could be brand new and having your first wedding mm-hmm. and are like, what did I just go through? Is this normal? Or is this something that I should red flag later on? Um, or if you've been in the industry for 10 plus years, I mean, I would like to say we are and we are not experts. Yes. Um, I think we've been doing this long enough and have seen enough to where we can talk about this and be open about this and um, know what we're talking about. Yeah. But also we are not experts by we're any means. We're not the know-all, we are not situation. The, yeah. Mm-mm. We're not the only ones in the industry. Like we understand that everyone is different. Everyone handles things differently. And, and Sarah, are there really experts? There are no experts. I don't <laughs> think there are. I think that's another topic. I think that uh, is a topic that we do have on our list. <laughs> yeah. There is. I, I, I think that there is a length of time that you've been in an industry to where you can comfortably and confidently talk about something mm-hmm. without other people being like, they don't know what they're talking about. They haven't been in this long enough or whatever. But Correct. I don't think that there are, quote unquote, experts um, because I think we're always learning and things are changing so much so frequently that there's no way you're not always learning so whether you're brand new or you are seasoned you're welcome here oh a thousand percent yeah so 100 percent um yeah to bring it back to we all have one job because we are 30 minutes into this already oh damn (laughs) um these are going to be long form podcasts by the way or long what is it long form sure long form podcast um these are going to be long form podcasts so uh strap in because we talk a lot <laughs> if you're calling this would be a great podcast to listen to while you're calling yeah we talk a lot for so my I planner friends in advance as well getting rid of those emails That's uh, not and we might digress because i think well i know katie has adhd but i took also, my adderall today though <laughs> i did take it um i also i feel like i am undiagnosed adhd so it's great it's a great time over here <laughs> um But to bring it back to we all have one job in this industry, and that is, without a doubt, factually, our job is to serve our clientele and serve them well. That is all we are required to do. We are not required to put expectations on our clients. We are not here to tell them how it should be. We are here to guide them. We are not here to force things upon them a thousand percent and I find that specifically in my field as a photographer there are so many things that you see because the pictures are what people are going based off of to plan their weddings and Mm -hmm. to dream these Pinterest worthy weddings that there becomes this expectation that's put on not on the clients. It's not really, I mean, it is put on us, but it's also put on the clients to stressed out. Yeah. To perform in a certain way or do certain things that make their weddings quote unquote Pinterestable or pinnable or whatever the, the quote is. But 
I think that when you get those expectations, then there becomes this weird thing with vendors that turns everything into a competition. Yeah. And if you're, if all of your vendors, because most of the time they're not like dream, dream teams that have been put together, have worked together a million times, there is a, I guess an issue that people come across where you're not working together to produce this wedding Mm -hmm. for the people that are paying you tons and tons of money to do what they want. So um, I think the biggest thing is the photographers that are, I want to say, I don't want to say railroading, but they kind of are in enforcing these clients to do things that are completely unnecessary to get these publications or these Pinterestable or that's not even a word. I'm making it a noun or a verb, but, um, to create these Pinterestable luxury feeling, whatever this narrative is, it's being forced upon these clients and the expectations are not met to where, you know, we're now having, Vendors come at each other and not, you know, communicating or coming together as a team. Correct. To to do this wedding for these people where now we're forcing this narrative on them and then it everything goes to shit. Yeah, right. Because now it doesn't there. There's been this. Um, I feel like there's always like this line that we'll hear consistently is community over competition, community over competition. But I don't think it's being followed through anymore. Absolutely not. Mm -mm. I mean, I think we're trying. I think we're we're, I think we're struggling and we're treading water Mm -hmm. to the point where we're kind of drowning in it. But I think people are trying so hard especially after covid we lost a lot of our community as well and so i think after covid and i mean we're what three years past it now even at this point i think people are still struggling to find Mm -hmm. community yes and they're latching onto things too to people that are prevalent on instagram Mm -hmm. and pinterest and all this stuff they're trying to latch onto those people and that's where you also find people trying to reach that narrative that yeah. is being seen because that's what's published. That's what's shown. That's what's pinned. That's what's shared. Um, so, I mean, the pretty things do get the most attention, but I think that's where it becomes toxic. Yes. Is that's all that's shared. Correct. And so I think that's what we're trying to do is bring it back. Right. And bring say it back like, to the core of what a wedding actually is. And if, Yeah. We will hit on like topics over the next several several episodes of like things where we again we're just seeing this more often and like what is getting the attention and we're just trying to really remind like people in general like a vendor other fellow vendors or whatever like you are still a badass planner badass photographer badass cake baker hair and makeup artist caterer like all the things to to like to say like we are also there is nothing wrong with spending as much as you want in flowers oh, yeah. and as much as you want on a, a venue and as much as you want on catering, we don't give a shit nope. how much you spend. Nope. If you spend, if you have a $150,000 wedding, like beautiful, that's what you wanted. Love it. I will photograph the shit out of it. Right. If you spend, you know, whatever, what's a big price on flowers? Like a big, like 20 grand. Is that 
a big number for flowers? I mean, depending on like which demographic like you're looking at, like my ideal, like my, not my ideal client. See, look at that. <laughs> you guys, I've been brainwashed. Um, like my current couples, are they spending 20 grand on flowers? No, right. they're roughly spending anywhere between, um, anywhere between like five to like, maybe I think the highest that I've had is like anywhere between like 12, 13,000. Okay. Well, I've, I mean, I've photographed weddings that they've spent. It's clear that they've spent like 20,000 and thousands, thousands and thousands of dollars. And that's fine. Yes. Like, what it boils down to is we are here to do whatever the fuck you want us to do. And that's what you should also and be that doing. That is what you should also do. We should not force these people to spend $20,000 on flowers. But if they want to and they're go- cool with it and their pocketbook says, hey, that's fine. Go for it. Right. Beautiful. And when we say, like, I feel like when you also, and I'm going to correct me if I'm wrong, when using the word force or whatever, I know, I don't think there's anybody who's literally like, you have to oh, spend yeah. this money. No one's at gunpoint here. For real. But, but we are creating, like our industry, I feel like, again, on social media, or maybe even like consultation phone calls or like when we are quote unquote trying to educate our yeah. couples. And we, if you are leading them on into which like, well, in order for you to have a beautiful wedding, you have to spend this amount of money mm-hmm. or whatever have you. Like that is, I think like what you meant by quote unquote force. It's like yeah. you are tr- not convincing them but you, I feel like there are vendors that are out there being like, well, if you want this like beautiful wedding, then you have to spend this to some degree. You're educating them. Yes. But there is this weird kind of like almost guilt, like yeah. this icky feeling that yeah. um, even I've in consultations that I've had with couples where they have had other conversations with other planners and they have shared with me. They haven't like shared names or anything with other planners. I don't, nor do I ask. I don't really care, but they have shared with me like, Oh, like I did talk to another planner and they like told me that like, if I don't get this and this done by this and this time. And I feel like that time frame actually wasn't realistic. These couples are literally like shaking scared on the phone being like, I don't think my wedding is going to be able to like be pulled off then. And I'm like, well, babe, yeah. okay, well, what's hold on. Let's, the fear mongering, I don't agree with. That's mm-hmm. another thing too, that like I feel that our industry sometimes will do um, is put this fear mongering type stigma onto things or the narrative onto it. And now our like these couples are running around scared and and then they're planning or making decisions that in the end we're kind of like face palm or whatever, mm-hmm. like shaking our heads of like, oh, why did you do that? Well, it's because I felt like I had to. That is yeah. th- that's that sentence, that statement is I hear that so fucking much and it drives me up the wall Mm -hmm. like i feel like i had to do that and it's not even like couples coming to me and also telling me this fellow vendors are literally coming to me i feel like and say like bull i felt like i had to do it this way Mm -hmm. because insert reason why here yeah and i that is literally the foundational reason the ground reason why like i feel like this podcast has started is because it's like there should not be a well i feel like i had to do this because X, Y, and Z. Whether it's your family telling you you have to do this or your Instagram telling you you have to do this. For real. Or whatever You don't have to do a damn thing. We don't have to do a damn thing. We're going to talk about the L word, luxury. Mm -hmm. Quite often, we... Weddings are a luxury, period. Mm -hmm. Do you have to have a wedding in order for you to get married? No. Um, Are wedding vendors a luxury? Absolutely. But do we have to have this weird, egotistical attitude being like, with the hair flip of like... I know I'm like a luxury person. And so you have to do it like this way. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's just weird. This is weird, icky, weird, icky. Like, I don't know. I don't even know like the word for it, essentially. Um, feeling that we are like, and it's just kind of seeping through the communication that we are having with couples where couples are like, okay, if I wanted to do an off kilter, 
untraditional, quote unquote, okay, I'm putting air quotes. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see me. But if you're listening, you know, I'm putting air quotes around like traditional or whatever. Um, Essentially, our whole one job as vendors is to disclaim to our clients, you don't have to do literally anything. Mm -hmm. That if they come to you with an idea, obviously we want to educate them in regards to what experience that we have had and saying like, hey, maybe logistically that's just not going to work, but what is your end goal? Mm -hmm. Figuring out from your couples exactly like what is their end goal and then educating them based off of like, hey, if you want this to happen, then here are a couple of options that you have. And if they agree to it, great. If they don't, cool. Also great. We pivot. Right. Hey, I want to have all of my bridal portraits done before ceremony, but I don't want to do a first look. Okay. So what that communicates to me then Obviously, I'm giving an example, guys. Uh, what that communicates to me is that maybe you just want, you know, pictures of you and all your girls and, you know, or he with all of his guys, vice versa, whatever have you, whoever you're serving. Um, but obviously, then that means that you guys can't do like pictures together. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, no, but I want pictures of all of us together. All right, babe. Well, then that means we'll have to do a first look. Yeah. You know, things like that. Your Our couples... Your couple is not going to know what they don't know. Right. Y'all cannot and come. Chances are they've never gotten married before. For real. This is their first time. Exactly. This is not our first time. So Correct. We also have to keep that in mind. Exactly. They don't know what they don't know. Yeah. So this whole frustration of like, I don't know why they're choosing to do this. This is so dumb. Babe, they don't know. They yeah. do not know. So we have to educate them in the most kindest of ways. But also we're not forcing agenda. Mm, There's the word. There. We're not forcing our like agenda, our like... What we want, yeah, like essentially, it's not about me. No, it, I'm there to, and I think that that comes back to mainly photographers. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I think it is the photographers that are. I mean, I think planners do it too. But uh, yes, <laughs> I, I've. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm in the photography industry, like industry and world, and I see it more frequently than than I'd see planners. But there is an agenda. That I see constantly of people try of of photographers trying to educate, but in a, in the same time that they're educating, they're also telling yeah. them. They're not asking them what they want and then figuring out how to do it on their end by what they want. They're telling them what they want. And that turns into one, could potentially be an unhappy customer mm-hmm. because even if you're telling them what they want. They're going to go with it because sometimes they're scared to tell you no. Because they're be- coming to you because they, you are the professional. Yeah, you tr- they d- trust you. Correct. But it might not be what they want. Exactly. Deep down. So they're going to come back after the wedding and they're going to write you that shit review because you didn't know this or maybe you did and just kind of disregarded it, but you didn't do what they wanted you to do. Mm-hmm. You did what you wanted to do. I tell my couples all the time that after everything is said and done and you wake up with your partner next to you after the wedding, like the party is done over with what my biggest goal is, is for you not to have buyer's remorse. Right. You, you should literally be... be able to like, look back. Yeah. Are there things that are going to obviously like, and us, we know as vendors, like is every single wedding going to be perfect? No, there'll probably be a couple of hiccups. There's yeah. always going to be hiccups. You're dealing with people and humans and error and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like your couple should not be waking up and being like, damn, I actually do wish that I hadn't done this. Like there's a trend on TikTok that says like, here's what happened at my wedding that I wish like didn't happen yeah, or whatever. And there's a couple of like lists that are like, I wish that I actually didn't do a first look, but my photographer convinced me that I had to have one. Or like, 
I wish that I didn't end up spending money on this, like, I don't know, uh, some random like design bit or whatever. Like I had to have, I don't know, I'm pulling something out of thin air, guys, forgive me, like votive candles, but I didn't want votive candles. Like, but my yeah. planner said that I had to have them or yeah. for whatever reason. I guarantee you nobody's going to be thinking about your votive candles, but nobody gives a shit. <laughs> so, but I mean like, so as from like a vendor's perspective, it's okay. bigger than that. Uh, yeah. It's usually like bigger things. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen it. Like there are just constant, you know, whatchamacallits, um, like these trying or uh, these kind of these grievances essentially, or like these um, regrets that people have um, and things of that nature too. So um, I think it all really boils down to us. We are the ones that like set the standard. Yes. We set up this narrative. And so if we are having to reeducate couples all the time in regards to like, no babe, like it doesn't have to be that way. Like you're okay. It's because our industry literally has told them you have to have it this way. And so now we're kind of having to unravel what I feel like we have raveled up for ourselves. Do I think that it was intentional? Probably not. No. I think we were all as an industry trying to figure out, okay, how, um, how does it become like obviously like a multi multi-billion dollar industry? Like, how do we make money from this? Of course. Yes. It's our bread and butter. What keeps my light bill on, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Food on your table. Um, but at the same time though, I think it, it really, it all boils down to like the intonation, what you're communicating, how you're educating and things of that nature too. Mm -hmm. As soon as you take yourself out of it, um, and what necessarily is going to be like, quote unquote, easiest for you or like what you potentially might want to do for your own wedding if you're not married, like as a vendor, maybe you have, you know, you've already been married. I mean, I've been married four years. I'm married in 2019. Um, of course, there are plenty of things I'm like, oh, I could have done some things differently or whatever. Of course, everyone's going to say that. But like, I am not going to like live vicariously through my couples. Right. And being like, well, I didn't do this for my wedding. So I'm going to make sure that like you know, Sarah and Brian, that's not a real couple also, by the way, I don't have a Sarah and Brian on my roster. Um, I'm going to make sure that though, that they're going to do it because I didn't get to do it. Yeah. They're already getting that shit enough it. from their like parents yeah. and from their family um, in and of itself. So our whole goal as vendors, literally the one job that we have is to educate in the most appropriate manner that is not um, self like sabotaging, but it's also, we are not inserting ourselves into it. We are literally there to say like, Hey, how can we, how can literally, how can we support you? Mm -hmm. What is our, how can we insert ourselves to be able to provide the support that you feel so comfortable with us and that we're able to provide a really, really great experience for you, mm -hmm. um, in and of itself. Vendor to vendor communication, you guys, just communicate with one another. Talk Holy to each shit other. balls. Yeah. <laughs> it's really it's, okay. It's not hard to send an email. No, babe. Like, or get mm -mm. on a phone call. Like, if you really want to be seamless, and it, it, it also gives you that community without the competition, too. Because then if you are the one that reaches out and is like, hey, I'm so excited for tomorrow or whatever this weekend, and you're like, we're working together on this couple. Like, I would love to make this go as seamlessly as possible. You know, we're all in this together. Yes. What can I do to help you? Yes. Do you need anything from me? My literal favorite line is like, how can I support you? Yeah. How can what, I help? How can I help to make you have a really, really great day? Um, and you feel seen and heard and supported and that sort of thing. Yeah. Like as well. And I think from my standpoint, I think a lot of it comes. Um, where we have not issues, but there's, what's the word I'm looking for? Where mm. there's like a barrier, 
like a roadblock, I guess, on the communication is like from videographers to photographers and mm-hmm. then from planners to photographers and videographers. Yep. I think there is some kind of roadblock that happens where either we're not wanting to share or I don't know what it is. I don't know where it is. I don't know. Either. There's some kind of thing that we're not wanting to share in the back end of our minds where we're like, oh, maybe if I share it, then like they'll I don't know. There's some kind of competition there. But, but like a fear of judgment of some random I don't kind know if of it's like judgment or if it's more like keeping it to yourself, like gatekeeping. Ah. Gatekeeping shit. Um, which we do a lot in this industry. Which Drives is, me nuts. Oh, that basically the entire purpose of this podcast <laughs> is to not gatekeep. Uh, but there's a lot of gatekeeping and there's a lot of like this weird higher hierarchy i guess too yeah. that um people just don't want to create the like create the relationship i don't know what it is it's like this competition so i see it a lot from uh, videographers to photographers mm. and i'm one of those people that i'm gonna tell you when you show up like i'm gonna be like hey and i did this uh, the videographer showed up and I never met them before. Mm-hmm. Um, I should have reached out. I usually reach out prior to, but for some reason I didn't reach out this time to like, you know, introduce myself, say, Hey, I'm super excited, whatever. And they showed up and I basically was like, Hey guys, like, you know, this is who I am. This is what I do. Like I'm the photographer for today. Um, I'm super excited about today. Everything's been super easy. Um, do you need an extra timeline? I brought extra timelines in case you need one. Did you get one from the planner? And they're like, yeah, that's great. And, um, and, uh, but I would love like one of your timelines cause it's more, you know, photography, videography mm-hmm. focused. Yeah. Great. Whatever. And then, um, I was like, Hey, you know, just let me know. Like I work really fast. If there's anything that you need me to redo, let me know. Like I'm here to also help you because we're all in this together. If you know, we, I need you. If you need me to like redo like some kind of shot or whatever, let me know. Mm-hmm. If there's any time you want to step in, also let me know. Um, I'm more than happy to help you guys. And I try and do some stuff that you know relates to video and keep them moving and whatever. So um, and then during ceremony, I think is where a lot of people come in to the issues with too. Is like we fight for uh, yeah. the ceremony mm-hmm. um, spot space. Yeah, yes. we fight for the ceremony space. Like if we just come together at the very beginning of the ceremony and it's like, what's our game plan? Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm going to be here. Where are you going to be right next to me? Great. Um, No, you're going to be over here. That's fine. And like, I'll try not to get in your shot. Try not to get in my shot. Where's your camera going to be set up? Like, just let's talk. Like that's all literally open communication. Y'all open communication. Like we don't have to fight. Yes. We don't have to, I've had people and I've never had this happen because I've always from day one been like, I am, talking to these people and we're going to come up with a game plan and we're not going to fight over the middle of the aisle. Yep. We're not going to fight for the first kiss. We mm-hmm. both need the first kiss. Cause you know what you guys, your couple can literally see it. They can oh, feel yeah. it. I've literally had a couple come up to me and said like on a wedding day where like it was a video, it was the photographer and the videographer and they had known each other since actually they were kiddos. Um, and I guess something happened like behind the scenes, maybe at a different wedding, like a, a year or two beforehand that that beef would had not been cleared up, but you could totally see and feel that there was beef that was still there. Mm-hmm. And the couple literally came up to me when the photographer and videographer were not around and they were like, are so-and-so okay? Like what is going on? They literally saw the tension that was happening, that they were fighting over space. And they that were, is not 
acceptable. You guys, that was at somebody's wedding day. Like this is not a styled shoot. This is not like a portrait session. Like none of that kind of stuff. This was literally somebody's wedding day and the bride came up to me and was like, do we need to like do something? They should never. Yeah. Ever. Ever that There's anything going Mm -hmm. on ever. Well, I shot, well, I shot that show real, real quick down or whatever. I had a conversation um, when the vendors were all having dinner and I looked at the both of them and I said, I need you two to pull your shit together. Whatever has happened before you guys got here, um, the couple can literally, they know that something is wrong. And they both like looked at me wide eyed and they were like, are you serious? And I said, the bride literally came up to me and said, what is going on between the two of you? So I need y'all to fix it. Yeah, they can see it. Hey, they're not stupid. And they should not feel that way by any yeah. means. Um. So yeah, so the biggest thing I think is just the communication. Like be open. And if there is an issue, some people have egos yes. and some people have the competition mindset. Some people are just overly enthusiastic about what they want at a wedding day. And that's mm-hmm. fine. But like there's 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 times where you're not gonna be able to fix Correct. You can, you're not going to be able to get along with you're everybody. You're not going to be able to get along with everyone. But what it boils down to is you're all in this day together. It's Correct. one day, but it's their best day. And, but it's one day for you. It's another wedding for you guys. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. It's another wedding for me. It's, you know, it's my job. Mm-hmm. It's a passion, but it's also a job. And it should never feel like just a job to the couples because this is their wedding day like they this is they're the hoping that this is life. a one and done situation yeah. okay which obviously so, we do know that's not a reality for everybody it's our but, job to you know provide for them and give them what they want and mm-hmm. work together to create this beautiful special day for them yes and there should be like a great chemistry yeah. even if like i have worked with people where i'm like in the back end trying to from the planning process, if I've had like a difficult vendor, whether it's a photographer, videographer, caterer, cake person, rentals, whatever have you, like if I know that like, okay, I'm going into a wedding day and I already know kind of like the attitude or the perspective somebody has or whatever, um, babe, there is the sentence of like, kill them with kindness. Mm-hmm. That's literally the only way. You're not going to be able to change somebody's like approach, their behavior. You cannot control other people. Yeah. You have to remember that at the very end of the day, you cannot control other people um, as much as it's possibly. And so sometimes on a wedding day, you are going to have to, what I like to call take a knee. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to take a knee. Does that mean that you have to sacrifice you doing your best and damnedest to do what you are hired to do? No, no, you just step down. But then I feel like though now kind of like transitions into like another portion of this, like sometimes you might be asking the question, okay, do I tell my couple yeah. though that maybe I'm having an issue with somebody else? And, and at I feel, what point? And at what point do you do this? Yeah. Um, I am not going to advocate for you to go to your couple and shit talk the crap out of like their videographer, right. their caterer, their florist, whatever have you. What I um and me as a planner, I've had to do this on behalf of a couple before, um, where I have had to go to them and say, hey. If she's going to sit in your lap, I'm literally going to cry so deeply. Sorry, tangent, guys. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, obviously you're seeing this magic happen. Um, If you're listening, Tilly just jumped onto Sarah's beanbag, and I think she's going to sit in Sarah's lap. Tilly has not done that with me since she was a baby. So if she does this with Sarah, I'm literally going to have a meltdown. We'll see what happens. We will update you. Are you going to come to mama and do it? Okay. 
<laughs> Crisis Your averted. sister almost became an only child, <laughs> you know? Oh, do you need to say something? Um, anyways, um, I've literally had to explain to a couple, hey, I know in our time together that we have planned X, Y, and Z or whatever, that this is what you have wanted. Um, I wanted to let you know that currently um, this is the situation, you know, between me and this photographer or me and this rentals company, florist, whatever have you. Um, I could give specifics of different like things or whatever. Obviously, that's, I'm not here again to bash or whatever. But I've had to go to the couple and say like, hey, I'm just giving you a heads up that this is I am facing a little bit of um, like tension. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'm going to try my hardest to be able to communicate to this person. Um, this is what we talked about. This is what you and I have talked about. You know, this is what we're, you know, it's in the timeline. Sometimes you guys, from a planner's perspective, it's, it's mostly about timeline stuff. They're like, yeah. I need this amount of time. And of course, for me as a planner, I am not a person who um, goes to a photographer and says, <laughs> she's literally saying, sitting on Sarah's beanbag. I lost her. It's fine. She's fine. She loves making new friends. Anyways, um, I've literally gone to a photographer and said like, Hey, you tell me how much time that you need for certain photos in certain sections, like how you like to run it. And then I'll go ahead and put it into my master timeline. I'm never going to dictate to a photographer, like how much time that they are allotted for like taking pictures. I don't know how long it takes you for family Unless portraits. It's a dumb amount of time. Correct. If they're like, I need an hour and a half hmm. to do bridal portraits. And I'm like, like, do you want to do your own bridal portrait session mm-hmm. outside of wedding day? <laughs> okay. I mean, so granted, guys, grain of salt. But, you know, unless it's, yes, like you were saying, it's egregious. And they're like, I need an hour and a half for bridal portraits. And that time frame actually is very specific because that actually has come, that happened to me this year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so I was given that time frame and I said, okay, if you're wanting that to happen, then I'm going to have to switch around this, 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 and this time. So then I had to go to my couple and say, hey, your photographer is telling me that they need an hour and a half worth of bridal portraits. For some of you who are probably in the car and you're like, what the fuck? Like, why would you need an hour and a half? Some not, photographers are very not particular. Not couples portraits. No, no, just a bridal portrait. That's just all. And so like, and that's okay. If that's the, if that's what they need, then I literally just went to my couple and I said, hey, this is what they're requesting um, in order for us to execute. One, is this what you are wanting? Are you okay with this? And two, if you are okay with this and you're totally fine, whatever have you, then this is what we are going to have to do in order for that to happen. Sure enough, you know, couple was okay with that. And I said, okay, then this is what we have to do. And they were okay within the solution. Was it something that me personally as the planner would be like, oh, I'm totally game for this. No, no, of course not. I was very, very concerned oh, for my girl sorry. to be literally in front of a camera, just her, whatever, for an hour and a half. I didn't want her to get exhausted <laughs> before the ceremony. But at the same time, she was like, I'm, I'm down for that. That's totally yeah. fine. So then, you guys, it's not my job then to literally fight with the photographer and say, like, you can't have it that way, especially if my couple has already cleared it. But in the same sense, it is not my job as a photographer to fight with the planner either on said timing. There is a set amount of time that we are essentially given on a wedding day. Correct. They're all logistically basically the same. So if the the planner also comes to you and is like, hey... I mean, granted, don't give me like 15 minutes to do whatever, but if they come to you and are like, hey, you know, we can't fit in said hour and a half, then I'm not, and I would never ask that, but (laughs) 
I'm not going to fight with them either about like, hey, but I, I need no, but I have to have I it. have to have this because I need X, Y, and Z. You don't. You don't need it. Try mm-hmm. again on the next one. Mm-hmm. Like it's not every wedding is going to fit your narrative and what you need and Correct. create this. You should be able to as a photographer, and this is me on a soapbox as a photographer, but you should be able to walk into any wedding day and create those quote unquote pinnable situations mm-hmm. without faking it or without bringing whatever you need to bring for whatever or using an astronomical time amount of time to create it. Mm-hmm. Like you are given what you are given and you're going to work with what you've got. Like mm-hmm. there is no reason for you to do that. Uh, and that's, we have to be flexible. Yeah. We have to all be flexible. And we y'all, I should also, together. yeah. Talking about that word flexible too, whatever. I feel like that th- word is thrown around a whole lot because this photographer also came to me and was like, oh yeah, like we're super flexible. Like I'm, you know, I'm totally down or whatever. And I'm like, no, you're not because you're not being flexible. yeah, you're not being flexible or whatever um, whatsoever. So if you are not flexible, that is okay. Again, it all comes down to it. Again, being like openly communicative. Mm-hmm. If you if you are like no, and you know, I actually do have to have this amount of time, or I do need to have have to have it like happen a certain way. I know that there are weddings that don't have planner coordinators that you guys as photographers <laughs> that unfortunately falls on you as mm-hmm. well. God bless you all. Um, so whomever, as soon as you figure out exactly like who is quote unquote going to be like the lead. Um, from a vendor's perspective, like on wedding day, you need to be, if they have not reached out to you, you need to reach out. You need to go ahead and just like swallow the big old pill that maybe you are starting to gnaw on and say like, how can I be supportive of you? Mm -hmm. Because then you are now creating an open space for the rest of the vendor team to now communicate to them, Hey, this is typically how I run things. Um, you know, this, I, I'm able to do what I know that I can do best if I do it this way. And if that person then communicates that and you're like, well, shoot, that's totally different. Then it is your responsibility then to find some sort of compromise. Yep. You've got to find some sort of compromise. If you guys are going to continue to like literally have this weird tension and fight over like, it should be my way when the other person's gonna be like, well, no, it should be my way. Like it shouldn't, nothing will get done. Literally. Like then on wedding day, it is an absolute, clusterfuck and your couple and their bridal party and whoever is surrounding um you during that entire wedding day like they they feel that and they see that it makes it super uncomfortable and not only that those are the people that you want as repeat clients you have to know and understand that emotions are flying high from everybody in the room Mm -hmm. um obviously we wish that people you know do relatively well you know with that underneath that pressure some people buckle and yeah. they're like, they literally cannot do it. And not to mention, that's what they're going to remember on the wedding. That is afterwards. a big thing. Yeah. That's what they'll remember. Emotions are totally imprinted. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. A thousand percent. They won't remember like- that you, you know, produce these beautiful photos. They'll remember that 30 minutes before the ceremony, there was a meltdown. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's, that's the shitty part. Yes. And what you actually have to pay attention to, too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so... We, there, you, you know, I'm sure you have already come across this as well. Their family and friends, unfortunately, they don't, they don't know that they, not that they don't know that maybe they do. I would hope not, but like, they don't think of it that from my perspective. So like when mom is like forcing the bride to do something that maybe the bride like doesn't even like want to do, which happens unfortunately quite often, Mm -hmm. mom, I feel like does not understand or think about, Hey, 
my daughter, when she looks back on this wedding day, she's going to remember like the beauty that is having like white peonies like yeah. in her. She's going to remember the argument, the regurgitating argument mm-hmm. that she had with her mother consistently. Like, yeah. And we so, don't want to be that. We don't want to be exactly, that memory. We, They're already getting it. Exactly. We should not be... That's fine. Um, We should not be adding on to that stress. We should, uh, if anything, resolving it, trying Mm -hmm. to resolve it as much as possible. Um, And that is how we do that is literally taking a knee. Yep. Leading from, or like serving and leading from a, a humble standpoint. And at the end of the day, you know, if you can't do maybe like your signature pose or yeah. your I don't know, like your signature, like for me, sometimes like if my timeline is like, wow, this is definitely not like any of my timelines I've done before, whatever. It's fine. Move on. So be it. So be it. At the end of the day, as long as X, Y, and Z is getting done, as long as the couple is happy at the very end of the night and that everyone is able to enjoy it as much as possible, that is literally your job. That is all that matters. Your job. If you continue to press in, I feel like now I'm a broken record. If you continue to press in and really try hard to force your couple to do what you want to do because you have done it for seven years and you're like, well, this is the best way to do it because I've been doing it this way for seven years. We literally all have one job. That's what it boils down to at the end of the day. That's why you have a job. Yeah. Is because couples are coming to you who are getting married, who are who have decided to throw a wedding, throw an awesome party with their family and friends, nearest and dearest to them, whether it's five, 10, 15, 20, 250 people. Yeah. I don't know 250 people, but some people do. <laughs> um, it literally is our job to be the resolution. It's just, that's literally like our main job. That's literally our main job is we are not supposed to continue to create the headache or add into the headache that's already the stress of wedding planning. And as much as I feel like we all would love to say like, we are like, I tell my couples all the time, like the Tilly and Till team, we are your ibuprofen to the wedding planning (laughs) stress. so cheesy. I know. But we really are. At least we try, like we try to be, we do. Oh, babe. We are the ibuprofen to your wedding plans or whatever. Um, As much as possible. But it makes me cringe so much. Okay. Cringe all you want. Cringe all you want. But we are. We are. Um, Anyways, so, but that's like, because I'm trying to like some create some sort of like analogy of like at least from me and like from the planning perspective we're here to take team. the stress away it's basically what it is exactly we're handling it for you because we can't control your parents we can't yeah. control your family and friends who unfortunately sometimes are just not going to see it from that perspective yeah um but we're not going to add to it correct and so you probably are sitting there in your car and maybe at your desk or wherever you're at listening to this or watching this um hey. Hey. You're probably like, oh, that's not me. Like, I don't yeah. do that or whatever. Well, deep dive, babe. <laughs> do some soul searching for me. Because I think we all, I think you have to be in this industry with mm-hmm. some sort of, not ego, but you're going to feel it at some point or another that you are higher than or better than or no more than or whatever it's inevitable that you're going to feel that way, but do some deep dive Mm -hmm. and be like, am I the problem? (laughs) Or, you know, do I need to step down? Do I need to take a knee? What is it that I can do to resolve this issue? Is it me or is it them? Or how can we come together and 
fix it. And it's okay and that's to okay. acknowledge yeah, that like, okay. oh shoot, like I think I've maybe been a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. So let me just change my behavior. Changing and progressing and like becoming a better human, that's totally fine. That is totally fine. To wrap this up, this one specific topic that we've, I think, beaten into the ground at this point. Yes. And I'm sure we will come back to this over and over and over again because yeah. essentially this is the reason why we started the damn thing. This is why we're here. And I hope that it resonates with people. And I hope this is a safe space that others can connect with connect with and be like, I am not alone. I felt this way. I've dealt with this. You know, somebody out there somewhere has seen or heard or done what I'm going through right now. And mm -hmm. you're safe here. So if you ever have anything that you want to reach out to us about, if you want to cover a specific topic that you've been dealing with, yeah. or if you want to share for our What the Fuck Wednesdays, yes. if you would like to share a story that you have recently been through or something that changed your business practices at some point along the way, uh, you can find you can email us at behind the aisle podcast at gmail.com or you can find us at behind the aisle podcast on Instagram. And we are super, super excited about this. Yeah. I hope that I hope that this resonates with people. I hope that you find space in it and you feel seen. And I hope that we can single handedly bring back what the wedding industry is all about one podcast episode at a time. <laughs> You're so fucking weird. <laughs> We'll see you guys next time. Um, yeah. Have a great day. Be a decent human and make good decisions. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.